In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. We're back. It's another day where we're going to wrap up and finish off the safety room. So last two days, we've done the first round prospects and sort of looking at the room, where we might add talent. Um, and it's pretty much one strong safety, one free safety. Wouldn't surprise me if there's some free agent buzz in there. Next, we looked at the dudes in the first round. So JOK and Trevor Morig sort of said, hey, they're both good players. Are they sort of players we think we can be taking? Probably not. Then we had a look at a couple of uh, the day two prospects for the safety position. Two guys really stuck out there. That was Andre Sisko and Jamar Johnson. Um, ideally in that sort of 89, 91 pick range um, would be really, really good if they stay there. Um, then we'll find out near the draft and we'll, we'll still touch on positions. We're going to do some mock drafts and stuff and sort of see where people are stacked by the time we get nearer. But as Brown's Daily Mock Draft has repetitively said, this is probably going to be the craziest year for where players might go 30 picks before or 30 picks after. Um, where the media boards have got them. And that, that's for two main reasons. One is the, the amount of testing and data is less than normal. And as well, the leaks that would normally come out as stuff like a combine, etc. Um, that picture is just a lot less clear. So today, we're on to day three. And the first thing I want to start with, boom, four dudes straight out, five dudes straight out the gate. They're just straight up red flagged. They're too old. And we set that line at if they're going to be 23 the day the season starts, it ain't happening. Um, and they're, they're, there's a couple of dudes that I liked before I put their age in there. And uh, as soon as the age was in there, that red flag appeared on my spreadsheet. And it's uh, going to say probably not a guy the Browns pick. So first off, we're going to kick on with the, the two guys at 110. We touched on them in the last show, but Darius Washington and Hafunga um, are both dudes. That they, they could pick there. Um, I would say Washington's the more likely of the two if they were going to pick someone, um, but they're just interesting ones to keep an eye on. Um, if their five was there at that point, I could see it be, be a dud. Um, but I, I don't think either of them do to guys they would reach for at 89, 91. But by all means, and I think the one that would probably dropped the furthest is Washington, just because of his size. Um, being 5'8", 178 pound, that might be enough to put some people off. So keep an eye on Washington at 110. Um, don't be surprised if that happens. Next, we're looking in the 132 range. And we start off with four dudes on the board the first name this guy looks really intriguing pff aren't as high on but that's caden stearns um, and he is a texas longhorn 6'1 207 pounds um 
tad limited, plays from a deeper role. So not expecting loads of versatility, but he's done really well, especially in run defense. Um, ideal size at the catch point, um, solid range for a deep safety and good at tracking the ball. Um, the negatives, physicality doesn't match uh, the size. Um, st- really struggled in man coverage. And that might be the reason why it just puts the Browns off. Um, if you play in zone, then it's probably less of an issue. But I'm expecting plenty of man coverage from the Browns. And that just means he's probably not the guy. The next one is Richard LeCounty. LeCounty? Um, who knows how that's pronounced, but 23, first day of the season, and refla- relative athletic score at 0.64. He is out of here. Off the board, gone. The next, we've got Tyree Gillespie. And an okay relative athletic score, and that's 6.03 out of 10. So uh, looking good. And if you ever want to know about the ref- relative athletic score, jump over to at MathBomb on Twitter or just Google that, and there's loads of good info. So, um, th- this guy's six foot, 205. Um, no, I'm on the wrong one. Gillespie, six foot, 210. Um, so he did okay. Had a much better 2019 than he did 2020, but just seems to be sort of solid um, and does his job out of Missouri. Um, and then the third one to touch on is James Wiggins. And Wiggins and Gillespie, we don't have an age for yet. And there's quite a few prospects. It's crazy that there's not sort of a published database of ages. Um, I've just taken the sort of leads from Brown's Daily Monk Draft. And I'll just search these dudes' Twitter handles, put birthday on, and just look for someone to wish them a happy birthday and put their age in the tweet. And that's, that is the level of detail that you need to look out for. So some dudes, that's not available, but explosive hitting ability, um, Cincinnati Bearcats, clunky transition is the negative. Um, PFS prediction is it might be limited to the box. So more likely to be a strong safety. But to be fair, that could certainly work for them. If they're looking for someone to come in and be a strong safety, then um, if you're picking them up at one three two, you're not expecting the world from them. So... Um, Certainly want to keep an eye on, could develop them behind a Ronnie Harrison. Um, but yeah, that that's an interesting one there. Next, we get into five dudes in the 169 range. And I know some of these are going to be popular. And I'm probably about to crucify a lot of them. And uh, that's going to make some people rather unhappy. But there is one dude. There is one dude who is salvageable. The rest of them, just not. So we'll start off with those that aren't. Paris Ford, 23.3 start of the season. He's gone. And relative athletic score, 1.05. Definitely not someone hanging around. Divine Diablo, 23.1. So just over the threshold. 8.02 on his relative athletic score. So it is impressive there. So um, how fine is this rule? We don't know. It'll take a bit of time to work out, but that could be one where they go, hey, it's pick 169. We're willing to go a few months older than we'd like to draft just because we think this guy has got big upside. Um, The next one is Tariq Thompson, 0.33 athletic score. Nah, it's just not interested. And then Damar Hamlin, 
23.5 week one of the season. It's just not there. So the guy we're going to touch on is a Tremaine Sherwood, 6'2", 220. Um, PFF says Sherwood has the new age overhanging linebacker skill set, perfect for a team with a defined box safety. Um, so, in, and that could be ideal for the Browns. Um, they're saying it's a poor, man, poor man's Kyle Duggar. But no, why not? If, if you're getting down to that sort of pick 169 range and you can get the air to Ronnie Harrison, then go for it. Um, really good tackler. Um, only four misses on 71 attempts this season. So that could really balance out and help the Browns, which is great. Um, so certainly one to potentially keep an eye on. So Sherwood, who is an Auburn Tiger. Um, that's that wrapped up there. Next, we jump into um, the 2-1-1 range. This is another one where it's just not great for them. Um, there's only two dudes in here. Jacoby Stevens, 23.2 start of the season. And an insane athletic score. But for that reason, it's probably a no. Um, Trey Norwood has just got a bad athletic score of 2.72. So that, for the other reason, is probably not where they want to go. Um, so that's more or less that pick passed through. But once we get to this stage, it's hard to predict where different teams will have people valued. So you could easily see someone that I'm predicting as a 2.57 pick go at 169 or a 211 because it'll move around. So next we get into three guys that are penciled in at that 257 and we think could be interesting. So first we'll go with Greg Easeworth, uh, six foot 198. He's played okay. He's been rather solid, um, but not exceptional. Um, does a bit of everything um, out of the Iowa State Cyclones. Next we get Isaiah Croswell, um, six foot 205, um, only played the one game, two snaps in total. Um, this season just gone, so I'm expecting that to be an injury. And then the next name, and if I'm looking at someone at 257, this is the dude I'd probably look to, and that's Christian Uphoff, 6'3", 195, um, has the versatile NFL body that every team wants nowadays. He has to play with a little bit more fire. So movement skills are good um, for someone um, of his size, um, smooth hips, top safety on the national team at the senior bowl practices. Negatives are some issues with indecision, etc. cetera. Um, too many tackle attempts at feet stationary and head pointed downwards. Um, but, at the end of the day, if you're picking someone in the seventh round, there's going to be more negatives than there are positives. It's just, is the positives good enough that you can work with them? So potentially that could be a time when they go for him as a strong safety, bring him in there, and that just gives them time to develop. So um, they've, they've got space to add a free safety and add a strong safety in this draft. Um, and, and there's some of the names that could be there. Um, yeah, there's some red flags in there, but I think... Potentially your Wiggins um, or your Uphoff there, uh, two of the names that I think are the most of interest on day three. 
And we'll obviously see once it shakes out. We don't have an age yet for either of them. So that could be a red flag that we just don't know yet and is out there on the team's sort of board. But we'll be able to see this as it plays out. Um, but that is the safety room run through. I'm not actually sure where Ian's going with the show tomorrow. So we've got the potential to look at edges or the potential to look at corners. Um, then once we do those two, we're probably going to do a few mock drafts, just looking at those picks to get through to 110 um, because that's likely where the picks will go. Um, there could be some odd stuff like tackles, etc. that we'll, we'll still get onto. We're going to work through all the positions, especially like your day three running backs. Um, but that will be all of the first round positions covered. There's not going to be any other positions after cornerback and edge where we're going to cover them on day one. We'll just kick in straight with either day two or with some of the other positions, we're going to kick straight in with day three. Um, so that's where we're going next, guys. As always, thank you very much for listening. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Jack Duffin. Um, share the podcast, five stars, drop a review. All of that is incredibly grateful for your guys' continued support. Um, hope you, if you're in the UK, you're having a great bank holiday weekend. Um, if you're in the US, hey, keep partying, guys. We're nearly there. Draft season is counting down, and we have got the loads and stuff up our sleeves. So, as always, go Browns.